Welcome to the Lug Nuts Podcast. It's what the Bible says. Welcome to the first edition of What the Bible Says. My name is Steve Cox. I am the pastor of Cornerstone Community Fellowship here in La Paz, Indiana. And I've got uh, Josiah Nellens, Kenny Kramer, Nick Shirk with me today. And uh, I thought, well, here's the way we'll start today. And I ran this by Nick yesterday. Is uh, The title of this podcast is What Does the Bible Say? So I thought we ought to start with what does, you know, why are we going this way with drink? So Nick, this is kind of your brainchild. Mm-hmm. So why don't you just talk a little bit about uh, the purpose, the goal, what we're trying to accomplish, and where we're going as far as this podcast is concerned. Yeah, for sure. I think the all the podcasts really came from was just a desire to, one, kind of record Steve's teachings because there's a lot of good wisdom in there. Um, it's also just great to... Um, just to get a conversation going between the four of us. I mean, we've already had other meetings with Steve, so it just kind of felt natural, I guess, to record them and use them for uploading the church website. And yeah, so it was great. And it was thought up in a hotel room in Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> so, <laughs> the birthplace yeah. of this. So, yeah, so. well, good. Yeah, yeah I, you know, I, I enjoy teaching and, and just chatting. And I'm hoping this be a little more conversational, but still, as far as the Bible is concerned. Um, so today, what I want to talk about is truth. Um, you know, if we're going to say the Bible is going to be our source of truth, what does the Bible say? We really ought to have a foundation for that. But before we look at what the Bible says, what I want to talk about is what does the world think truth looks like? Because that's something I believe that is in all the pandemic and everything that's going on. That's that's very frustrating. To the world, what is truth? You know, I, you know, who's who's telling the truth? Who's lying to us? Whatever. So before we talk about what the Bible says, uh, I just want to go around the, the table here, and we'll start with Josiah. And, and how are some ways that people today discern what is true, what is right, what is wrong, as far as that is concerned? What do you think? I put you on the spot. I realize I probably should give you a little heads up. No, it's fine. No, it's what part of the podcast? Okay. Um, I would say, honestly, a lot of the time, people want to find their own truth. Okay. They go based on maybe what they were taught, combined with what they're seeing now, what they, they've kind of cherry-picked from what they'd like to see. Sure. And a lot of times, it's just whatever feels good. Okay. Good. Yeah, I think that's one of them is, is a big one, is just feelings. How do I feel about that? And I, I think you're right as far as... Um, you know, cherry picking is a, is a good way. Of, you know, it, it's right in this situation, but maybe in another situation, it, it's not right. It's very driven by circumstances right. and stuff like that. So that's good feeling. Kenny, how about you? What's uh, something? Another thing. How do, how do people discern what's right, wrong, what they believe in? What do you think? I think Joe just hit the nail on the head. It's feeling oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, they they take things that they learned from their parents friends at school, different things, and they, they, what they've seen on TV, mm-hmm. what they hear, it, so they just, they pile, they pile that all together, and it's like, well, that's that's my truth, that's mm-hmm. what I'm going on, that's what I know. Mm-hmm. So it's, 
I mean, Joe just absolutely crushed it. Way to crush it, Joe. Way to crush it. Yeah. Take the words right out of Well, his feelings mouth. are one, but I think, Kenny, what you also said is another way people discern truth is uh, past experiences or people. Um, you know, it, that has expanded today, obviously, because we know everything on the Internet is true. Right? I mean, come on, let's just, and, you know, we oh, yeah. see it on the Internet. It's, it's true. So you have feelings, you have past experiences. Nick, anything else you would say? How do people discern what I is true? I would say truth? groups with what they identify would kind of be like if you're Democratic or something, you mm-hmm. kind of believe more that you, the Democratic side of things just because that's the group you believe in. Republicans, same thing. Um, LGBTQ+, groups like that that have mm-hmm. kind of taken a social stance, kind of bring about a, a culture almost inside of them that kind of allow people to think like they think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think today what happens is, is, is as we begin to say there's truth, we're going to take a look at what the Bible says here in a couple seconds, is that you get some pushback from other people because whether it's it's feelings, other people, emotion, reason's another good one. You know, well, this just makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're going to go ahead and, and, and do that. Here's a question that I ask people whenever I'm trying to um, discern truth. And that is, what is your source of truth? Because sometimes you can tie people up in knots pretty quickly, as far as as far as that's concerned. When you just ask them, what is your source of truth? Because a lot of times they'll go, I don't know, you know, I, you know, you know, it's Grandma or <laughs> it's Doctor Phil or and you know, and I'm not trying to be disparaging about our emotions and feelings and things like that because God has not created us to be robots. But on the other hand. When it comes to saying this is what's right, this is what's wrong, you know, we have to say, well, what is your source of truth? So here's your big word for the day. It's called your epistemology. Your epistemology. Okay? Your epistemology is just a big fancy word that, that just says, This is my source of truth. What is your source of truth? That's called your epistemology. And if you guys want to turn to John chapter 18, this is a question that was at the heart of this discussion that Jesus and Pontius Pilate are having. John chapter 18, verse 30, uh, 37. Actually, yeah, verse 37. That's uh, page 1703. I'm using the CSB Bible, CSB study Bible, it's 1703. Nice. If you've got an NIV study Bible, it's 1633. But we digress. (laughs) So Jesus and is, is before Pilate. This goes all the way back. Starts in verse twenty-eight. Now this dialogue back and forth. Actually, back in verse thirty-six, Jesus said, "My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jews. But now my kingdom is from another place." And Pilate says, "You're a king, then." And Jesus answered, "You are right in saying I am a king. In fact, for this reason I was born, and for this I came into the world to testify to. Look at this phrase: is the truth." Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. Now, Pilate asks this great question, verse 38, which is what people are asking. It kind of drives what we're talking about here today. What is truth? That's a great question, isn't it? What is truth? So, let's just build a model this morning. And again, this is a flyover, (laughs) as far as that's concerned, of saying what is truth. If we're going to say, what does the Bible say? If we're going to say, this is going to be... Uh, the basis for what we're going to do moving forward, then we have to say, okay, well, let's, what's the foundational model look like as far as that's concerned? So let's take a look at 2 Timothy chapter 3. And, and again, 
this is, you know, could raise more questions than answer. You know, I want to be pretty straightforward. Second Timothy chapter three, very familiar section of scripture here. This is Paul, um, you know, his charge to Timothy in, in verse. Uh, Second uh, <laughs> Timothy chapter three. Uh, actually, you know, back up to this is what I have to do anyway. Back up to uh, verse fourteen. But as for you, continue what you have learned and have been convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it, and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. So we're talking about the purpose of holy scriptures initially is wisdom based for a salvation experience. The wisest decision you can ever make, maybe talk about that in another podcast, mm -hmm. is to receive Christ as your Savior. Now it goes on, verse 16, it says, All Scripture is God-breathed. Literally, all Scripture is ex nihilo. It is breathed out from God, and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So Paul right away charges Timothy and says, listen, from the very early age, you have been taught, and, and I think it's interesting, verse 14, you have been convinced that this is uh, important as far as uh, the Holy Scriptures. Let me tell you what the Scripture is. All Scripture is God-breathed. Now, what does that mean? When you guys think about Scripture being God-breathed, what does that mean to you? What do you think of when you think of the Bible being God-breathed? Literally, His exhaling out of his mouth. I would say the first thing that comes to mind for me is it coming directly from the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. to someone, a human, who wrote it. Mm -hmm. so. Good. And we're going to talk a little bit about that because that's one of the knocks that people have about the Bible is that even though it's God breathed, God <coughs> used human authors. Mm -hmm. And we'll, 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 that's a good point. We'll, we'll, we'll look at that verse here in a little bit. What else? Anything else, Candy, just silent think about God breathed? Something that you breathe out means basically it's something that is originates with you. You know, we talk about um, the, you know this this gets into a doctrine of inspiration. You know, you know what how, the inspiration of scripture. How is did scripture come about? Who is inspired? And so we're going to say it is God breathed. Now, for the sake of our argument this morning, turn over to Titus chapter one, verse two, because again we're trying to build a systematic type of, of argument as far as the Bible being God-breathed, and one of the characteristics, Titus chapter 1, verse 2, says, again, Paul, uh, a servant of God, and then back at verse 1, an apostle of Jesus Christ for the faith of God's elect and the knowledge of the truth. Oh, there's that truth. I didn't see that. That's pretty good. The truth that leads to godliness. That's a little extra bonus there, no extra charge for that one. A faith and knowledge resting on the hope of eternal life which God, and then look at the next four words, who does not lie, okay? So here's my point. If all the Bible is God-breathed, all Scripture is God-breathed, useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training, and righteousness, and God, one of the main characteristics is God doesn't lie, you put those two, two you know, put those together, what does that tell you about Scripture? It's true. It's true. You know, we have that. And so you would have to say, well, why would you go to the Bible for every decision, because that's what we're going to talk about as, you know, as we move forward as far as this podcast is concerned. You know, what does the Bible have to say? Well, who cares about what the Bible has to say? Well, I'll tell you why, because the Bible is God-breathed. Literally, it's the words of God. It's the inspiration, and one of the many characteristics of God 
is the fact that he does not lie. So therefore, his word is truth. Now, John 17, 17, let's go take a look at that one as well. Again, you have Jesus speaking here. This is in his, his prayer. He's praying for his disciples. John 17, verse 17. And again, very straightforward and to the point. Verse 17 says, sanctify them by the truth. Okay? The word sanctify here means to set apart. How are you and I to be set apart? How are we not to look like the world? The answer is we are to be sanctified by the truth. So the truth, really, is going to set us apart. You know, what, what is our truth? What are other people's truth? What does that look like? And then again, a good question that people would ask in, well, what is truth? And that's what we have the answer in verse 17. Sanctify them by truth. Your word is truth. Your word is truth. So you had Jesus Christ saying in, his, in, in this prayer of his that we are to be sanctified, we are to be set apart as far as the world is concerned. Our truth is what will separate us from other people. And it's our worldview. Maybe we'll talk about a biblical worldview someday. Well, how are we set apart? What does that look like? What sets us apart is the word. Of, of God. Now, let's take a look real quick. We've got a couple minutes there, and then we're going to be done here. Uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, because Nick, you brought this up a little bit. Because this is one of the of the arguments that you'll get that people... 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 20, is about the idea of human authorship. Even though it is God-breathed, God used individuals. Uh, Kenny, what page are we on there? 1988. Nice. Thank you very much. All right. So, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 20 says, Above all, you must understand. When somebody says, above all, you must understand, Josiah, what does that mean to you? What's that phrase mean? Above all, you must understand. I would say that would mean that it's the most important truth, I guess. Mm -hmm. The most important thing to remember and understand. Mm -hmm. Wake up. I got something really important. You know, not that the Bible's not important, but there's something I really want you to get here. You, exactly, that's exactly right. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation. Right? Matthew just didn't sit down and go, well, what I'm going to write today. <laughs> Whatever. You know, any of these guys. That's what it says. It didn't come about by the prophet's own Interpretation, verse 21, For prophecy never had its origin in the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the, and that got you already talked, by the Holy Spirit. You know? And one of the evidences as far as the Holy Spirit, well, I don't have this in my notes. We're about out of time here. 28 seconds. <laughs> Go back to John. You guys are going to like the way this ends. John chapter... Um, John chapter something, verse I don't know. Uh, John, <laughs> I love that chapter. John, John chapter whatever. Uh, yeah, okay, well, this is what happens when I'm, when I'm winging. Uh, John chapter 16 is the work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and this talks about when he comes, he'll convict the world. In verse 8. Um, okay, so those of you who are listening on the podcast right now, I'm just kind of winging it right now. <laughs> if it sounds like I'm winging it and I'm a little lost, it could be. Um, okay, well, lesson learned. I won't wing it from now on. <laughs> 
someplace between John 14, verse 15, and John 16, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Truth. That's kind of where I'm, kind of where I'm going with this whole, with this whole thing. So, questions and comments. Let's wrap this up. That's been, uh, um, you know, and again, you know, to say this is as we move forward. What does the Bible say? We're going to say, well, the reason we're asking about the, you know, the Bible is because it is our source of truth. So, Nick. Yeah. Anything you want to say here, Kenny? Josiah, any nice final comments here? As far I as think that's about it. Yeah, I think I'm good. Thank you, Steve. All right, no problem. Well, this was the initial <laughs> offering, I guess, <laughs> of the Lug Nuts podcast. Yeah. And uh, we'll run with this for a while, and uh, we'll see you happen. So, uh, signing off for right now. Have a good day. God bless, and don't forget, Jesus loves you. And so do we. <laughs>